In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is baptized. The church celebrates for a long time. We have 12 days of celebration for Christmas. We have 40-day celebratory period for Pascha. And right now, we're at the end of our week-long celebration of Theophany. For the last time, we say, Christ is baptized. The church wants us to celebrate for a long time. They want us to celebrate a lot. In other words, the church is telling us, if you aren't celebrating the feasts, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Celebration is that important. It's that important. It's that important because feasts put our lives in their proper perspective, and they reveal God for who He truly is. There's nothing more valuable than knowing God and having the proper perspective on life. So at this point, you might be thinking, but Father Alex, I can't roast a lamb for the 40 days of Pascha. I can't throw a party for the 12 nights of Christmas. And of course we can't do that, because that's not really at the heart of what celebration is all about. Father Thomas Hopko says, the world today urgently needs divine celebration. And celebration has two major qualities. Thanksgiving and contemplation. The most noticeable of these is, of course, Thanksgiving. And we do much of this with our song. We chant and we sing hymns and we give thanks to God for all that he has done for us. At each major feast, we sing, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. We sing it at each major feast, and along with that, along with that refrain, We sing the rest of the psalm that goes through the history of the Israelites and shows all that God has done for the Israelites, all that he has done for their deliverance. And this is our model of celebration. It begins with thanksgiving, proclaiming all the things that God has done for us. In song. We proclaim it in song. This thanksgiving leads to rejoicing and remembrance. In the psalms it says, if anyone is joyful, let him chant. And so we chant the Treparians, we sing Christmas carols, we put poetry to music. Our song pours forth out of our hearts like a fountain, like a fountain of water. In the Psalms, it says, my heart has poured forth a good word. We proclaim out loud, all together, all that God has done for us. All that God has done visiting his people. All that God has done as he has wrought salvation in the midst of the earth. And so this Thanksgiving doesn't stop after the feast day. We continue to proclaim it in church. We proclaim it at home. We sing hymns before we sleep, before we eat. We sing the Treparians during the small breaks in our day. We hum them as we walk. How many of you have not hummed when thou, O Lord, was baptized in the Jordan? It's in our minds. It's in our hearts. We celebrate the glory of God. We celebrate in song. These feasts are life-changing, and so we remind ourselves of our changed perspective through our song. We also offer our thanksgiving in action. We host parties and we serve other people. We do our best at modeling the offering that God himself demonstrates on earth. We imitate God. That's thanksgiving. That's celebration. We help the poor. We comfort the oppressed. We host our families. We cook up a storm. We buy gifts for people, not because we need to party, but because we need to offer thanksgiving and celebrate the life of God and share in that way of life. So we don't have to have a party every night, but we do live out our thanksgiving, offering our homes and ourselves 
to our friends and our family. The second part of celebration is contemplation. Celebration is contemplation. Celebration is silence. We celebrate by taking some quiet time and really reflecting and thinking about all that God has done for us and how it changes our lives. There are always a couple moments during the day, during a feast day, where we have some silence and we have some peace and we have some time to ourselves. There's always a couple moments during a feast day where that time comes. And I think God provides those moments for our contemplation, to reflect on the hymns, to reflect on the action of God, on the resilient love and self-emptying power of God, on the humility and the sacrifice of the divine bridegroom. He provides those moments for us to contemplate all of this. And that's what we'll close out with today, on the leave-taking of Theophany, the last day of our celebration of Theophany. Because there's one more thing left to contemplate before we leave this feast. Something that's easily forgotten, easily overlooked, something that doesn't really come out in the hymnography. And that's Christ reveals himself to the world, Christ begins his ministry after 30 years of life. 30 years. The Son of God spends 30 years living daily life, doing daily chores in humility and peace before he begins his ministry. 30 years the Son of God spends living simply. 30 years, that's older than me. That's a long time for anyone to wait to begin anything. Yet the eternal Word of God, before all ages, the timeless one, spends 30 years on earth, living simply in peace and in quiet before he begins his ministry. And so the first thing that tells us is that we need to embrace silence and simplicity. The most complex complex being spends most of his time on earth in simplicity and silence. For it is silence and simplicity that come before theophany and revelation. Theophany meaning the revelation of God. It's silence and simplicity that come before theophany, and revelation. It's through silence that we come to hear God and encounter Him in our lives. It's through silence and simplicity that we get the strength to go about our busy day and our busy world. It's through silence and simplicity that we really get to know ourselves, our limits and our strengths and our weaknesses and our calling. It's through silence and simplicity that we enter the kingdom. And so our goal this new year is to celebrate, to celebrate properly, to celebrate divinely in thanksgiving and contemplation. Father Thomas Hopko says, we are created to celebrate the gifts of God and God himself. This is our reason for being. It is the substance of our lives. All human sin, including that of Adam and Eve, is a failure to celebrate properly who God is and what he does for the sake of those made in his image and likeness. But may we celebrate this feast and all the feasts in thanksgiving, in song, in joy, in remembrance, and in contemplation. May our song join the song of the cherubim and the seraphim, and may our lives be filled with silence and simplicity that lead to the revelation of God, that eternal theophany, knowing and living in the joy of our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.